Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Thursday, August 31st. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. I'm there too. Casey Daniels 317. And right now we're both on YouTube. If you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. And of course, we have our WIBC night. Tickets still available. Just a few are left. It's coming up on Wednesday, October 4th at the Indiana Historical Society. It's brought to you by Relay Indiana. If you'd like to go, just pop on over to WIBC.com and purchase your tickets because we would love to see you there. Will you allow random strangers to buy you drinks? Yes. Okay, very good. I think that's settled. Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, now. Look, Casey will have to observe the person pouring the drink. Well, and right, I'm going to trust the bartender. For right, sure. I mean, you cannot just come up to her and go, "Hey, I bought you this drink," and she's Correct. going to drink it. No, that will not. That'll get dumped. That would not get bought. But you would, if someone bought you a drink, you would sit mm-hmm. and and visit with that person. Sure. And do you know what the like the street value of being able to visit with Casey Daniels is? <laughs> like, like if you were to say, "Hey, I'm auctioning off meet and greets with Casey Daniels." Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the street value of at least seven, eight thousand dollars, and for this, you can probably do it for at whatever. Least, at least a buff. Yeah, whatever a soda costs <laughs> at the at the uh, night with WIBC. Uh, so great opportunity. You definitely want to take advantage. Yeah, of that. and you know what might happen? I might just freeze up and sit there. Sure. <laughs> You're being mean now. Well, that's what happened to Mitch McConnell yesterday. We're going to finally get to this story. It was it was the second thing that was trending on Twitter last night, and that surprised me that it wasn't the first thing. For some wait, reason, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Are you saying because I I sense this in your voice, and I now know you well enough, and you're a woman, so you'll let your disdain be known through your tone. Yeah, because my looks have tone too. Well, yes, because again, you're a woman, mm-hmm. and um, having received tone from many, many women over the years, mm-hmm. I'm really good at picking up on the various tones. You, I sensed a sense of uh, dismissiveness that I did not put this higher up in our template. Because you said, we'll finally get to this story. Yeah, well, I, th- I was surprised that it wasn't higher up because it was the second most trending thing on Twitter last night. It was like the lead story yeah. on all of the nightly news channels. Uh, but you know what was number one trending? What? Wrestling. Why is that? Wow, that's wild. Yeah, wrestling. Always number one. Well, um somebody who may have had too many shots to the head is Mitch McConnell. And look, look, I guess I didn't put it higher because what am I... What's my take supposed to be on this that is any different than the take I've had for the past, oh, seven years I've been on these airwaves? Mm -hmm. There are too many old people running our government who are mentally or physically incapable of being in position, even taking care of themselves, much less positions of power. And so what we're talking about here, in case you've been hiding under a rock or you haven't heard, Mitch McConnell, for the second time in what, a month or whatever it's been, Mm -hmm. is in some live event, press conference, whatever, and he just stops talking yeah he was in covington kentucky and it was a pretty easy interview because this is his hometown tv station and reporters this isn't like this right heavy duty heavy right. lifting no and he he was asked a question about running for re-election yes 
Cause and he, that's, cause he, he froze. Cause he, he, he froze up again. What is he? Is he 81? 81. Is he, is he not? So, okay, this is funny you said this, because Kevin and I were having this conversation during the break, because we'd played Harry Chapin at the uh, bottom of the last, or top of the last hour, he- heading into the top of the hour is the bumper music. Mm-hmm. And Kev was like, how old was Harry Chapin when he died? And I said, I think he was like 38, because was, he died in a terrible car crash in 1981. And he said, think about this. He would be 80 years old today. And yet forever, because of when he died, tragically he died. But I guess if there is one silver lining, not that there is a silver lining to dying young, but like a Jimi Hendrix or a Janis Joplin or a Jim Morrison, or in this case, Harry Chapin, he is forever the picture that we are staring at as a 38-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. And that's how you always remember him. Right. Well, in this case, Harry Chapin would be an old fart who might not know where he's at, just like Mitch McConnell. Okay. They're the, they're the same age. Yeah. McConnell, he's experienced a number of medical incidents this year, beginning in March when he was hospitalized with a rib fracture and then a concussion after falling at that hotel in Washington, D.C. And so yesterday he was at this press conference. He was asked about reelection, and this is how it went down. What are my thoughts about what? Running for reelection in 2026. That's right. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, y'all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Penny. Okay. All right. So, obviously, in case you didn't know what you were hearing, he's asked the question. He can't answer the question. The aide, assistant, whatever, walks up, says, did you hear the question? Kind of repeats the question. Mm -hmm. He can't answer the question. You know what this strikes me as? Kev, you've probably been here with this. Um, So you can weigh in or just smile and nod or wink or whatever. I don't want to indict you. Have you ever drank so much (laughs) that you are capable of, like, you are not blackout drunk and you are capable of hearing and seeing what's going on around you and understanding it but yet if someone were to ask you to respond to mm-hmm. something you could physically not do it i've never been in that position myself but i've had friends that are like that mm-hmm. where they're not like i don't think they're blacked out but they're just not responding yeah and they're just kind of staring off and uh yes i mean it's, it's not like it's like you're not being belligerent you're not being unruly you're not throwing up all over yourself yeah. but you there's some sort of weird and i'm sure a doctor who's hearing me right now would say it's called a so-and-so where you drink to a point where you're not a harm to yourself or anybody around you but yet you are incapable of the basic motor functions associated with well in this case living life mm-hmm. and that is what this strikes me as like the feeling not that i would know from personal experience oh wait of course i would know from personal experience where you have consumed so much alcohol that you cannot like respond coherently to anything which is being said to you but you can understand what is being asked well i think the thing to note here is that the aides the assistants they were not surprised by this behavior there wasn't like oh my gosh are you okay it was like yeah senator could you hear the question right 
And they were they were acting like this is business as usual. So maybe it is business as usual for them. Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and she said that uh, he's unfit for office alongside Joe Biden, Dianne Feinstein-Stein, and yep. also John Fetterman. Yes. All of which who would have had health problems. Um, it's, you know, these aging health issues and meth- mental health incompetence in our nation's leaders. I mean, this is... What second most powerful guy? He's the guy with all the money. Well, and people can tells say, everybody else what to do. Yeah, and people could say, "Well, you're being kind of dismissive of this serious medical issue." No, I'm not being dismissive of it. What I'm saying is, this guy gets to make choices that affect my life. And just whatever it was nine months ago, this ding dong waltzed out with his with his little little boy in hand, Todd Young, the Duke of Spendingburg, and the rest of the Republicans, and said. F you, Rob Kendall. F you, Kevin. F you, Casey. We don't care at all about you or this country or inflation. Ukraine is way more important than you. Mm -hmm. So if somebody who has the ability to force me into doing things, he's not some nice old man. He is the minority leader in the U.S. Senate. He's just stabbed the American people in the back once again, which he has a track record of doing nine months ago. Then you're then I'm going to be super critical and I'm going to point out how this guy should not be left alone, much less running the country. So a lot of people are uh, attributing it to seizures. I've also heard reports of possibly Parkinson's um, not getting certain medications correct. But somebody who's been that powerful for that long. It's hard to tell him, hey, you know what? Your time's up. Yes. So we're we're left then. Telling his wife, Elaine Chow, former transportation secretary, somebody needs to tell him, hey, you know what? Maybe it, it it's time. And it is, this is not, well, maybe it is. It is an ageist thing. But I, are you ageist, Casey, if you say when I am in the same position, I, I, I will view myself the same way? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying... There are many, many older people who do incredible, incredible things in our society, and they're capable of being great mentors and grandparents and even in some cases still you know, running businesses or whatever. But running the United States government or running government in any capacity, if you have reached the age of 80 and you have not accomplished what you've set forth, mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen for you. Right, exactly. Move along. Um, okay, so what? We're just going to watch as he is yes. deteriorating yes. in front of us? You're the same way he we He has to step down. No, I mean, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, Casey. No, he doesn't have to do anything, and he's not going to. And you know what? He's probably going to run for re-election because John Fetterman is a U.S. senator. Feinstein Stein is a U.S. senator. Chuck Grassley, I think, is older than all of them. He's like 9 million years old. At least he still know, knows where he's at and what his name is, but he's there. No, they don't, and he's not going to. He's not going to because we don't make them. There's been reports that he actually gets around sometimes around the Capitol in a wheelchair, which is nothing, nothing wrong with that. But it's just another level of how he is aging, and it's happening right in front of everybody. So, uh, so to, how we started this thing is exactly correct. He can't walk a lot of the time. He can't talk. He can't answer questions. He is the drunken scenario that I laid out where he knows what's going on around him, but he cannot do the basic functions of being a human, much less running society. But yeah, he's signing off for billions of sure. dollars going to another country. And Todd Young loves this guy. Mm. It's his daddy. It's his adult supervision. It's it's the it's the uh, it's the guy that is his mentor and fully funded his campaign. Uh, Casey, 
this will now give me the perfect opportunity. I was going to do the Biden one today, but since we just talked about the Duke of Spendingburg, you know, one of the things we've been rolling out this week is yeah. uh, my wife has created <laughs> artificial intelligence of um, all the people we have given nicknames to on this show. Yeah. As if the, the nickname were an actual person and mm-hmm. they're done in the form of a, like an old timey 16th mm-hmm. century type yeah. they oil all, painting. They all look like something that Hans Holbein would paint they're of fa- Henry VIII. They're fabulous. And she has been working on some new ones. Um, so we'll, why don't we take a break? And when we go to break at mm-hmm. Robin Kendall on Twitter, I'll be putting this up as soon as we go to break. We do have a Duke of Spendingburg, an AI Duke of Spendingburg. Right? And I'll put that up during the break at Robin Kendall on Twitter. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. <laughs> nice. Isn't that great? I love it. Oh, this picture that Rob has just uh, posted to Twitter is fantastic. Whoa. You got to go check it out. Rob M. Kendall. It's, uh, it's an AI version of... Uh, Todd Young. The Duke of Spendingburg. Mm-hmm. So each, and I should clarify, uh, she names each one of them. It's like, you know, how an artist will name you know, the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, she names each one of them, and that is AI Duke of Spendingburg. The name of that uh, portrait is Duke <laughs> of Spendingburg. Tomorrow, Casey, I was going to post this today, yeah. but since we got into an impromptu on- uh, Mitch McConnell uh, and Todd Young. Todd Young, yes, mm-hmm. I felt it was more timely. And you have seen this one. There is an an AI Biden, yeah. which is labeled no comment, and it's just <laughs> just fabulous. So yes, if you go to add Rob M. Kendall on Twitter right now, you will mm-hmm. see AI Duke of Spendingburg. He's surrounded by gold coins. <laughs> gold chains. Gold coins. I love it. And, 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 and we do need to clarify for people saying, well, like, why, do you, why does she do them the way she does them? It's not like where Ethan does a whiteboard where it's, hey, Hulk, you know, in the when he did Duke of Spendingburg, it's this totally over the top thing. It's as actual people, this is the Duke of Spendingburg mm-hmm. as an actual person in an old timey like oil portrait painting, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's why they look the way they do. I really hope that there's a way at the end she can put them all together collectively in one big painting. I will tell her and she will love a challenge. So yeah. I'm sure she Yeah, <laughs> she will that would be great. <laughs> it is 22 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This is some breaking news. Oh, It's not unexpected, but Donald Trump has entered a not guilty plea to the 13 Georgia felony counts related to that alleged scheme to overturn the 2020 oh. presidential election results. We knew that was going to happen. He has entered not guilty for all of the all of the indictments. He should have just pled guilty. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> Let's finish it up. A couple of his people have asked for speedy trials and to be removed from the case with him. I guess that they're betting on that the prosecution's not ready. Well, and and look, with Trump, I mean, it's this, and it's obvious that it is, and we talked about this yesterday on the the stuff with the, the federal indictments over the classified documents case, that they did this the day before Super Tuesday to try to hurt him as much as they possibly can. And I mean, they just, they're, they're so blatantly obvious about what the the left is doing. So Trump was on Truth Social Media yesterday doing video, little short videos Mm -hmm. he was putting up, and he talked about uh, these crazy indictments and said they should be viewed as campaign contributions. These crazy indictments against me should be viewed as campaign contributions to crooked Joe Biden and his radical left thugs. This will be their updated form of cheating and election interference. Remember, these are Biden indictments. They're not pure and simple. They're not coming down from heaven. These are indictments made up by 
Joe Biden and the people that surround him, mostly the people that surround him. He's got a bad group. They're thugs. They're radical left fascists. They're Marxists. They're communists. They have the worst people. But these people made these indictments. So when they say, oh, Donald Trump is going to court. No, no. We're going to court to fight a crooked system, a corrupt system. And Democrats better be careful what they wish for. Because this kind of thing can happen to them. And it can happen very quickly. Thank you very much. Okay, so he filed a waiver of arraignment. So I believe that the one in Georgia, he doesn't have to be there in person for the arraignment. That's correct. Your attorney can enter the plea for you on your behalf, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Also said a bit of uh, uplifting maybe in all this darkness that we will save the nation that we love, Casey, and Americans should not lose hope. Under crooked Joe Biden, our country is going through some very difficult times. The rule of law is being destroyed and the justice system is being wielded as a weapon against Joe Biden's political opponents, me primarily. Over the past few months, I've heard from countless Americans who are deeply disturbed by these appalling political persecutions and attacks. I want to say to you today, do not despair and do not lose hope. Every injustice they throw at us, every hoax, witch hunt and abuse of power, must only harden our will and steal to resolve to save our nation. This is the nation we love. We will save it. We will not let this happen. Our vindication will come on Election Day 2024. We will take back power from these lunatic, sick, and sinister people. We will expose their corruption for history to see, and justice will be done. So keep on fighting and turn all of our frustration and your frustration and energy into determination to achieve an epic victory in November 2024. Nothing is more important. This will be the most important election in the history of our country. Our country is going bad. Our country is going into a communist state. And we can't let that happen. We will make America great again. We cannot let anything happen to this precious country of ours. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, it's hard to argue with what he's saying. I mean, we are rapidly descending into communism and we are rapidly seeing things that happen in these other countries when when, you know, in the beginnings of the takeovers and the beginning of, you know, when great freedom and liberty loving places are overtaken and overrun and become something that the people who had previously created those places never envisioned them being. This is this is how it begins. I mean, it's hard to argue with him. This is how it begins. Can you imagine his calendar? I mean, I know you have your calendar. You probably... Oh, I don't have a calendar, Casey. You don't use a calendar in your phone? <laughs> even if it's a paper calendar, even know, a whiteboard calendar. I wouldn't know how to calendar. work it in my phone, Casey. Right, I figured... But most people do. It's right in my head. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they put stuff in their calendar. Can you imagine his, though? How crammed it would be with just different dates and different <laughs> court, courts and court, where he's got to be here and campaigning <laughs> here and just... I mean, it's got to be really busy. His lawyers have said that they want the uh, president's case to be severed from the rest of the defendants in this Georgia case. They haven't filed that motion to do so just yet. Casey, when we come back, mm-hmm. did I see this right, that AOC is so mad about a parody account she's threatening to leave Twitter? Yes. I mean, talk about not <laughs> being able to take a joke <laughs> caoc we'll get into it it's eleven twenty-seven with kendall and casey on 93 wibc 
The driveway was the same as I remembered. 11.33, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Here's a little behind-the-scenes info for you. I think sometimes Kevin selects the bumper music just to see if he can get a reaction out of Rob. Yeah, I love it. It's when he puts the good stuff on. It's purely just to see a reaction from Rob. Yeah. I, I mean, I, still, I like the music, too, but you mm-hmm. know, I want to see Rob uh, well, light up. Well, look, here's the thing. And we talked about this many, many times on these very valuable airwaves. And one of the reasons our show is so popular is it's sort of the thinking man's show. Like, everybody's kind of got their... Everybody's got their, I was going to say shtick, but everybody's got their place in the sphere of why people listen. Hey, with Hammer and Nigel, it's the good time fun gang, and we're drinking, and we're gambling, and we're, you know, and those guys are masters at that. Tony is, uh, Tony. And, <laughs> I was you wondering know, what you were you know, say. That's fine. <laughs> and I think we are sort of a more thinking man's type of show because we force our audience to go outside the more traditional boxes that people put themselves in of I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, mm-hmm. I'm a this, I'm a that. We hate all these people equally. As the thinking man's show, <laughs> one of the things we do is we use a little different uh soiree of music to get in and out of segments and we play a lot of people that are well it's half my show that are important to me and harry chapin is one of those people and yeah i was telling dear sweet kev you know the song taxi that he played was that two i guess that was the bottom of last uh top yeah. what, is, what is it casey when you're going into into the top is that the top of the hour that's what, right. Like right now? No, no, like you're going into the zero. The yeah. bumper music. That'd yeah, be, top of the hour. Yeah, top of the hour bumper yeah. music because there's still a commercial break in there. Mm-hmm. And somebody's flipping through their radio right now, Casey, going, who the hell are these two idiots and what are, <laughs> what are they even discussing? Anyway, he played Harry Chapin's Taxi, uh-huh. which is one of the all-time great love songs ever written. These two people who had had this incredible encounter years ago who would lead very separate, different lives now, re-encounter each other. She's very wealthy. He's basically a stoner, barely getting by. And he recognizes throughout the trip that she is very unhappy despite having all these things. It's just an incredible love song. Shortly before Harry Chapin died, because we got on the conversation of Harry mm-hmm. Chapin's very tragic and untimely death, he wrote a sequel. Almost, It was almost as if he, this is my mega, the hit that made me a star. Yep. And he wrote a song literally called Sequel. Yeah. And it is a sequel with these same two characters. Mm-hmm. And yet it's 10 years later, just as it was when the song was written. And the roles are totally reversed. There were a lot of unanswered questions. Yes, and because he is Harry in the song, and he's Harry in this song, and he's an up-and-comer when he wrote Taxi, and he's a big rock star when he writes the sequel, and it's it's an incredible, it's a, you gotta think to be a part of this show, Casey, and that is from the topics to the bumper music and Mm -hmm. all points in between. We want you to be broader and better versed than you've ever been before. We challenge you every step of the way. Yeah, it's, it's Oh, you go ahead. No, go ahead, Kevin. I was just going to say, this is the show for the Renaissance man and woman. Exactly. And yeah, it's just, it's, we appreciate the arts. We demand you be better than when you walked in here each day. And if you don't want that, well, this may not be the place for you. Okay. Well, here's some information that you might or might not need. Job creation in the United States slowed more than expected in August. Oh. This is from ADP, right? Uh, Resilient U.S. economy might be 
starting to ease under some pressure from higher interest rates. That's what they're claiming. Well, but here is the question that so okay. So in my um, in my other job where I uh, sling drinks in a jovial manner at very happy customers doing outside activities on a very large plot of land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that for narrowing it down. Uh, a guy came in the other day who is in. Uh, the warehouse design business. And I had a very, obviously, in Warehouseburg, where I live, there there's one on every corner, and mm-hmm. uh, they're usually backed up, too, by a very large, high-density housing development. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to the guy, and I said, uh, you know, I was talking to him about designing these warehouses, and I said, man, it seems like a lot of these warehouses are empty. There's very pre- prominent ones, like off 74, you're driving into the warehouse burg where I live, and it'll say, space for rent. You know, here's the phone number. And I thought, these things cost like 30 or $40 million to build. Why would you build these things if they're empty? And he just kind of looked at me and Chuck goes, Man, I'm just in the design phase <laughs> because I get I don't matter to me. NMJ, not my job. Well, and then, I, but I was talking to another person who's also kind of in the same field, and what this person was telling me is because I said this seems like a, for a contracting economy, we're building a lot of you know mm-hmm. warehouses, and that are and these signs are everywhere, and they're empty. And he said, yeah. He said, but a lot of people got funding for these things when mm. interest rates were at two, you know, two and a half percent, whatever. Businesses sometimes even did better based on whatever federal subsidies you could get, et cetera. And so the theory was build them now. And even if they sit empty for a while, it is markedly cheaper to build them now, materials, land, et cetera, than it will be five, six years from now. And it's worth whatever loss is consumed especially when you factor in, and this is the big one, the tax abatements mm-hmm. that come with them because they don't start really hitting on these property tax rolls in any sort of full effect until year five or six. So it doesn't necessarily mean, because I was trying to square up, how do you see all these warehouses being built and yet we're told the economy is restricting and the one guy was like, man, don't don't conflate the two things. They're not necessarily correlated. But it, it just, why would the economy be doing well, Casey? What possibly could be going on out there when you the price of stuff, mm-hmm. interest rates, mm-hmm. our our position in the world, we're basically in a war with Russia, like we're, we're in a almost like a proxy war with China at this point. What is going on there? The advertisers would go. It is a really good time to be in the to U.S. economy because <laughs> a, a, a lot of people can't help themselves. That's what we do. We spend money. We outspend our means yes so much of the time and it seems like you know many people are still continuing to do that so i guess this report was weaker than expected a lot of investors and economists they're kind of split on whether inflation is going to continue to trend down whether it's going to go back up uh the fed is preparing to raise the interest rate again later this year so isn't those it, rates maybe still be going up well isn't and isn't it interesting um I was talking to someone in the real estate profession yesterday, and we were talking about homes for sale. And Mark Deedle, as our very fabulous sponsor, mm-hmm. Mark Deedle, has touched on this. There is actually still uh, the a very, very big shortage of homes out there because not as many people are now selling their homes. And my theory on this, and we've never really done it, maybe we'll have Mark on and do a deep, deep dive with him on this, but my theory on that is if you bought a $400,000 home at 2% interest. Yeah. 
and your actual means in a traditional economy, let's say when interest rates were 5%, is a $300,000 home. But because of the difference in interest rates, you were able to afford right. the $400,000 home. Yeah. That was great on you in that moment. Mm-hmm. But you are now essentially stuck. You're locked in. Because interest rate on a 400000 I mean, the payment on a $400,000 home at two and two and a half percent versus seven and a half percent, you're talking, it could be a thousand dollars difference a month. Yeah. Well, now you've dramatically shrunk the potential pool of people who can buy that house. So if you're okay living in the same house for 20, 25, 30 years, hey, great on you. You made out like a bandit and you're going to be awesome. But if you're a person who said, well, I've got zero kids when my wife and I, who just got married, bought this home. And now three years from now, we we've need, got, we need got more two room. kids. Yep. Well, good luck because yeah. you're really stuck. So now there's this weird world where inventory is limited because mm-hmm. people bought homes and now are limited on what they can do financially because of the homes they bought. And so now the people who want homes have a limited pool to go from. But because of interest rates, now you're in this weird world where you're trying to square all this up. And maybe I'll reach out to Mark Deedle. Maybe we'll have him back on the show to kind of get a lay of the land on where things are at. But I think that's kind of a reflection of the economy as a collective. If you're a person who two years ago, just like with a warehouse, want to do, I guess we'll call that, for lack of a better term, expanding your business. Well, that was a great time if you had capital to play with. If you had 30 or 40 million to play with, it was a great time mm-hmm. to get locked in and, and build the building. Well, now you wouldn't be able to do that because- The four- interest rates keep going. Right. I mean, I don't supposed know, to go up even more. I don't know what a, what a business loan would be on $40 million these days. Let's just say it's 5% because business is sometimes more, sometimes less than traditional loans. But- even 5% is way different than two. Mm-hmm. So it's this one thing. Government ruins everything it touches. We're in this position because government got involved. Government got involved on in a level we've never seen before. And look at what's going on. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC at 1143. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, he was on MSNBC the other day. You know, he says he doesn't shy away from that network because if he can't go on MSNBC and have a conversation, yeah. how's he going to sit down with Xi Jinping and have a conversation with him? Uh, he's a shock. Shockingly, almost the entire GOP field supports Biden's strategy of blind support to Ukraine. He is not one of them. He says that his strategy is the mirror image of President Nixon's diplomatic maneuver to distance China from Russia back in 1972. Yeah, with due respect, my concern is that our steps and NATO's steps right now are marching us closer to world war by driving Russia further into China's hands at a time when we have no visibility into what Russia's red lines are. And further, at a moment when Russia has a larger nuclear stockpile and super EMP capabilities and hypersonic missile capabilities ahead of that of the U.S. And so what I've said is I would end that war, but on terms that end the Russia-China partnership. That is also how we deter Xi Jinping from going after Taiwan. Because right now, Xi Jinping's bet is that the U.S. will not want to go for two different allied nuclear superpowers at the same time. But if Russia is no longer in China's camp, then Xi Jinping is going to have to think twice before going after Taiwan. And I will repeat, I'm the only presidential (laughs) candidate who has affirmatively said we will defend Taiwan because we have greater national interests there than we do in Ukraine. And I do not think that this war... 
I got big problems with this because if you look at what Nixon did with China, what did he do? Mm-hmm. He opened China up to the West and look at all the problems that we have today in terms of currency manipulation, copyright infringement or stealing, the flooding of our market with underpriced goods, the d- depression of wages for American workers, the just kind of no holds barred interaction and free flow of engagement with China is was the catalyst to all of that. So if he's using Nixon mm-hmm. and China as the guidepost, I think that should be giant red flag to everybody. Rethink that policy. I mean, what a terrible, I mean, I guess I kind of get what he's trying to say, but what a terrible example because the long-term effect of America's free free engagement with China mm-hmm. was has been disastrous for the U.S. economy, for the U.S. worker, and more importantly, for the buying power of Americans. Well, maybe that's one of those controversial remarks that Donald Trump has warned him about. And we'll get into that a little bit more coming up. And... Uh, one thing that just did come out, uh, it's an unclassified report that was released by Congress. They're saying that uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has caused some deep disruptions in the global food supply. What? Yeah, so this is another reason why we're paying more at the grocery store. But speaking of something at the grocery store a little bit more locally, I don't know if you heard this story, uh, a federal court yesterday dismissed a Greenwood woman's complaint that she and other consumers were misled to believe a product called Popcorn Indiana was made entirely in the Hoosier state. Wait, it's not? (laughs) It's it's made here, but it's not popped here. Oh. Did you know that in July of 21, popcorn became Indiana's official snack? I did, Casey, because, well, that's what we do here. We name snacks and sandwiches. sandwiches. Cut your taxes. No, none of that, but snacks. (laughs) sandwiches. We got state names for those. Hey, we're going to hear some funny stuff coming up from Joe Biden. He says, just watch him. It's on the way. From 93 WIBC. Here, my name is Casey, and uh, Rob, did you see this new poll? It came out, and it says that more people are seeing Donald Trump as being electable after his mugshot from the arrest in Georgia was released, and after he decided to skip the first GOP primary debate. So now that we've seen his mugshot, and now that he hasn't been on stage debating, now we really like him. Now he's more electable. Okay, so two things with this. Number one, there's an old saying, and we've had it many times on this show, how can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> and fellas, look, you you should you could totally apply this to relationships, right? Like if she has decided she's done with you, just let it go. Mm-hmm. And don't try to call her <laughs> and don't try to act like you're interested and don't try to win her back because that's not going to work. You have to go away for a while. You have to sometimes let other people see what fish are in the pond mm-hmm. and realize what a nice fish you were compared to the other fishes in the pond and just let it go. And we've been saying this for two years now with Trump. Just go away. I think that's called no contact. Yes, yes. I mean, don't don't send cards, don't send flowers. And in the case of Trump, mm-hmm. the best thing for Trump, as we've been saying for two years, is to simply let as few people see you as possible mm-hmm. because the policies, well, not great. 
They were fine. <laughs> they were certainly way better than what Biden pre pre-COVID, of course. The country was in a markedly better position than it is now. And so I think that is the number one thing that you're you're seeing. The other thing is, and I'm gonna go uh gonna go back to the days in which I used to watch professional wrestling, Casey. Yeah. You gotta the good the best good guys. You know, there's good guys and there's bad guys in sure. pro wrestling. Heels, the heels and baby faces. Mm-hmm. And for the baby faces, the good guys, the best baby faces were people who would allow sympathy to be bestowed upon themselves by the audience. Mm-hmm. Like the more sympathy you have for the character in the ring, the more you cheer for them to make the comeback. And in the case of Donald Trump, what he's going through, if he just shuts up and allows it to play out, Mm -hmm. people will have sympathy for him. So according to this poll, 62 percent said they believe Trump has the best chance out of any Republican of defeating Joe Biden. And of course, in second place, you've got Ron DeSantis and then Vivek Ramaswamy. And there's been some rumblings that Donald Trump is a fan of Vivek Ramaswamy, and he thinks that he could be, quote, a very good VP pick oh, if he just dials back with the controversial remarks. Trump is giving Vivek <laughs> you know, advice like just dial it back a little and people uh, will like that's, you. That's just so perfect. So Trump is very concerned about someone's controversial mm-hmm. remarks. He likes Ramaswamy because Ramaswamy is his cheerleader. Well, right, Ram- right. Ram- that's Ramaswamy is <laughs> a, a Trump cheerleader with a campaign bank account and a pack. Mm-hmm. Come on. Alright, well before we get out of here, uh, just for laughs, you know there's that new poll that came out and it said 77% of Americans say Biden is too old for re-election. Yes. And Biden, what is his response? Just watch me. Um, Adam Carolla is doing a new stand-up bit, and in it he says that Biden is not running for re-election. He's shuffling for re-election. And that um, if you just tell Biden, you're in your second term, he might actually believe you because he doesn't know. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it interesting to think about, we laugh about something like that, but the sort of things in your mind to say, hey, what could I tell Joe Biden and he would actually believe me? Like, what could I get away with telling Joe Biden? And he's so far gone mentally, he would mm-hmm. actually believe whatever I tell. Yeah, you could say, you know what, that's that's chocolate ice cream you're eating, not vanilla ice cream. But I love it. You know, you're going to shuffle for a second term. You're already in your second term. But I thought to end the show today, you know, Joe Biden, just watch me run. Here's a minute of him shuffling. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level or the mental acuity. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. Mm-hmm. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot. The idea that um, <laughs> Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to. Anyway. We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, let uh, me um, say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting. Unbelievable. With, um, with uh, the, 
They make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what <laughs> drives the driver uh, in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. The, um... There's no, there's, okay, very, very serious point here, Casey. There's no way if that were your grandparent, you'd leave them alone. (laughs) He definitely wouldn't let him have keys to the car. No way. And we're not even, I'm not even kidding when I say that. There's no way that if Joe Biden were your grandparent, you would say on a consistent basis, I feel good about this person living on their Mm -hmm. own. Those were some of his greatest hits. You know, I mean, he, he's got like an album coming out with he, all of his songs. He's the president. This is the president of our great country. Doesn't that make you feel good on this Thursday? No, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> and what a way to go out, Casey. Yep, yep. Well, you know what? I did see a Bernie Sanders bumper sticker on my way in. <laughs> Just as scary. All right. Go forth with that fun one. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93. WIBC.